tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, guys. Welcome back to... All right, I'm going to stop that. Yeah, I, I think you should. I just felt like I needed to do it. Guys, welcome to the Helix After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about episode 210, Mother. Mother. I feel like we could have uh, I mean, opened to, to... Mother! Mother! <laughs> yeah, we could have. Uh, um, but guys, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Joining me on tonight's panel, Stephen Lemieux. But more importantly than Stephen Lemieux... We are so excited to welcome Tiffany Greshler back to the show. Thanks, writer of Helix, writer of this episode. Um, so guys, thank you for joining us. If you haven't done so already, go on to youtube.com slash TV, where you can subscribe to this and all of the shows here at AfterBuzz. You can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you rate, leave a comment at all of those places. Hit the thumbs up, hit the five stars, whatever you want to do. Um, but let's dive into Mother. Um, you guys can also tweet at us, but before we dive in, you guys can also tweet at us. You can tweet at me at that Zach Wilson. You can tweet at Stephen Lemieux. Uh, at Stephen Lemieux, it's right there. Yeah. And Tiffany. At, at Tigreshness. And you can tweet us throughout the show or throughout the week. Whenever you have thoughts about Helix, um, you can use the hashtag ABTV Helix or my personal preference, hashtag Ziz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so jumping off with hashtag Ziz, where was it? Where was it, Tiffany? It's buried in the cut somewhere. You have to find it. Uh, we have to go. Yeah. Dig. Dig. If you really want to earn those five stars, find the Ziz. Ooh. I task you fans. Wait, does that mean it's actually in the episode somewhere? Yeah. Like aired? Yeah. Really? So now we you find it. Under, okay, you have to understand. Like whenever you hear background noise or any kind of conversation, it could be there, it could be lurking, it could be buried within a sound. So it's going to be hard to find. You're not just it's screwing not with us, though, I'm right? Not screwing with you. All right. I task our listeners because we have an army of people who can help us out with this. I task Bring you out all. The army. Whoever can find Ziz first, uh, we will find some kind of way to reward you for your for your efforts. Tweet it at us. Leave it as a comment on the YouTube page. Let us know. Five stars. Then I'm going to go start hunting because I want whatever reward I just promised myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's. But let's talk about this episode. This this was dark. Yeah, I was about to say dark. this is maybe the darkest episode of Helix that we have seen yet. I'm so happy that you guys are saying that. <laughs> so did um, you just like look up a bunch of medieval, medieval messed up shit and then write the episode? No, not at all. I think I came from a more emotional place, actually, because <laughs> um, I really just wanted to take, especially like the Anne and Peter journey, I think that where we're starting to turn with them because um, they kind of formed this relationship and then they're starting to get closer and they're both kind of don't have their families anymore and so what could be kind of this thing to bond them and yeah, I went to the darkest place possible. <laughs> um, but I just love that those kinds of stories. So Yeah, it was, I mean, we finally got 
got to understand why somebody's teeth were getting pulled out yes. all those weeks ago. Yeah. We finally... Well, we got more into the baby farming, I guess. Like we know that we knew that Michael was doing some crazy experiments right. to try to, re- to re- try to recreate his immortality. Right. But um. I would not have pictured a basement baby farm, <laughs> and that's the only way I can describe it. I really think for Michael, it's always been about power. And after you know, we saw in episode two hundred seven, I believe, where we kind of get his backstory and how he was betrayed and how he's kind of been harboring that resentment toward women, especially um, for having um, been cheated on and having the bastard son. So from then on in, it was basically, if you do not do what I want you to do. To the farm. So he is saying. Or the birthing chamber, as it was scripted. <laughs> so, my question to you, just wondering, really off the bat, Anne knows about this. Yes. Does Amy know about this for 100% yes. well, all When you see in the pilot episode that quit those quick cuts of the woman getting her teeth yeah. pulled, and it's basically the three women, and we don't see Agnes's face, but it's Amy, Anne, and Agnes down there. So, they do do, they know about it, they um, do, have been doing Michael's bidding down there. So that makes uh, Amy's refusal even more powerful mm-hmm. in retrospect because Absolutely. she's effectively risking becoming one of these. That's exactly what women. she's risking. Yes, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. um, I get, like w- at what point I guess did you guys sort of see this outcome? Like or this thing existing because it's such a different. We knew that pretty early on. Okay. Um, We didn't know the scope of it. I mean, that again, that's you know, we write towards it, but we knew that there was going to be some kind of fertility. Right now, fertility is playing such a large role in in the in the overall series. It's about kind of like seeding the crop and seeding humanity and kind (laughs) of playing with those different types of themes. Um, So we didn't know that there was going to be some kind of place where the women go. So my question is. She originally takes him down there to discuss the truth about mother. Yes. And then we find out about this baby farm. I hate that we're using the term baby farm. Let's just call it the birthing chamber. The birthing, birthing chamber. chamber. I like That's baby farm a little bit more. <laughs> we call it baby, but baby farm makes it sound better. It's like, oh, guys, let's go to the baby farm. The newest app, baby farm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, baby farm. It's a place, yeah. It's not It's not a nice place. So are we going to find that this, co- this like, kind of affects mother in a way or is this just basically well think about how mother makes everyone infertile and this is how we still populate the island is that how it's kind of interconnected so in 10 Anne says mother isn't so much what it is but why mm-hmm. i think when she takes peter down there it's explaining why it's it, why michael was doing this was more it, which is again more of an emotion yes he wanted on the front of it he wants an immortal companion because he's been alone this mm-hmm. entire time but the real reason is about control it's about power which makes if mother this rootstock that they use to graft into what they're feeding the women to just make it so michael's the only one who can impregnate these women gets out into the larger world if it gets if julia succeeds in taking mother off the island what is really at stake here? I guess it's their culture. It's their. Yes. It's, I guess in a way, I'm sort of lo- looking at the the birthing chamber as you sort of play that against his greenhouse. Yes. I think he's sort of see looking at them as nothing more than a plant to exactly. husband yes. with. Yes, yes, yes. His 
to seed, gra- to graft with you his seeds, <laughs> yeah. to graft his stock onto the lady plants. No, remember, <laughs> I think uh, there's a point, I forget which episode it is, and it's so fantastic, um, uh, where Michael um, grabs Anne's head and like pulls it, and he has that poisonous plant, and he like goes to put, and he put, puts droplets of this poisonous plant in her mouth, and he's like, do you know why you're not dead right now? It's because I grafted the toxic out of it. I control nature. Nature does not control me. And that's a huge mistake to make, because I think that anybody who has a type of hubris ends up where Michael ended up. Yeah. I still want to see more of him. I know. Are we going to, or can you say? Uh, we sort of saw the begin- the end of his yeah. present day storyline. I know. And but can't there be like mole people that he talks to for a while? <laughs> like, no, Mr. Jingles like escapes from the Green Mile and visits Michael in the chamber in the OBS. I, I, mean, I, I, know, like, I love that you know character. Why you're not dead right now. It's because I grafted the toxic out of it. That I is uh, Jonathan. Does not control me in the booth and that's a with the Mac. Because I think that anybody if you want to mute the Mac, Jonathan. Ends up. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> that was more terrifying than seeing the birthing chamber for the first time. And I'll tell you guys what it was. It was hearing my own voice. It was, it was terrible. Um, but I'm glad you guys were here to help me through that moment. We know. It, it makes <laughs> me wonder. <laughs> it makes me wonder what voice Peter is hearing when he decides to go down this incredibly dark, twisted path, I was shocked. Good. To say, like, that he... I, I was surprised, like, I, I've... when I love the moment where, the, where Anne's asking him, like, where were you the most, like, mm-hmm. did you feel the most mm-hmm. in control? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, when he was the king! Of I course. Vector he king. had the most respect when he was and king. And I have to say, Neil Napier, oh my god, that performance. I mean, just being close on him and in the dark with the matches, and it was everything and more that I had envisioned for that scene, and he was fantastic. Yeah. But I, I, got, I got to ask about this, though, because I'm wondering, like, as a writer, when you're looking at the progression of this character and you're seeing where he started, where he is now, and where he, or where he is a few episodes and where he is now, it's a bit of a jump from like where he is. So when when you're looking at a scene where you're taking a character who is fairly still sane and pushing him to the brink of I'm going to slit these women's wrists for right. control, where, where, what kind of uh, past experiences and events do you kind of take from to lead him to that point? Well, I was thinking of it this way, which is when we first meet Peter, he's sick. I mean, this is season one stuff. He's sick. He's been through this terrible thing. He actually has, in a way, I mean, even though those memories are probably choppy, he's done some terrible things. He's assaulted people. He, you know, put the ziz, the black ziz in Julia's <laughs> mouth. Um, and on, then on top of that, we learn towards the end of season one that, oh, my God, he's been working for Ilaria the whole time. And he actually gives the scythe the thing to detonate the building. So it... Peter's not a good guy. As much as he plays on, you know, his artifice is very much, I'm the good guy, I'm the hero, look at me, I'm like the head of the team. He always has had another agenda, which is me. What is going to get Peter through the day? How am I going to survive and how am I going to come out a winner? I um, And then throughout also this season, when he's in that oubliette, that's got to take a physical and psychic toll on him. I really feel like that kind of being in those closed quarters, even though he had Anne to kind of be with, being betrayed by his brother again, even though he completely deserved it, in my opinion. Um, I, I feel that even though it was a jump to see him slip those wrists, you have to remember, Peter's a murderer. 
he has done a lot of terrible things and in, uh, Anne who is this person who gives very much this like psychic kind of leader after that scene where she does the who are you after he admits finally the only time I ever felt really respected and really in my own skin was when I was a vector and I was a monster he's actually admitting finally that's who I'm supposed to be I am a monster and thank you for finally showing me down that path he's accepting that he's who the he, villain of yeah. this story in who, a way who he's, oh, he's actually saying finally that's who I am so I've, in my opinion he's always been that guy it just took and it took being in the oubliette it took being beaten down it took all of these things to happen for him to finally say this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be now. So, do we think we see Peter in the future aiming to become immortal so we can continue Michael? Perhaps. Or do we see him more in the role of... It's just, what I'm wondering is I'm wondering where him knowing about this and him wanting the power can lead him when Anne has no power. All these women down there don't really have any power and if they set them free, they're not really going to cause a revolt. Anne has power in that she's a really smart, manipulative woman. Don't, 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 um... Don't think Anne doesn't have power. Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at the way she turned. Like, that was, she was taking Michael's playbook, effectively, or, like, what she learned from Michael. She shuts off the lights on him, starts berating him about his path. Like, when were you most respected? Making Mm -hmm. him feel unrespected in that moment. Mm -hmm. Or disrespected. Unrespected is not a word. Um, Disrespected in that moment where he's, she's breaking him down to his bare essence until he, he's break it. He, he breaks, and he effectively is, he may be in some kind of leadership role in this, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that there's they're trying to form this new cult, I, a I, new version of Michael's cult, but he is very much under Anne's thumb. Yes. Hmm. I don't know, Stephen, do you feel differently? No, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm speculating at where this could take his character, because in the previous episode, we learned that he's very motivated by money. And that's what he kind of wants. And now we learn that he really wants power. And are those two things different? Not really. But when you put the when you put it together with where he is and what Anne's trying to accomplish, and how he can benefit from what Anne's trying to accomplish, right. I'm trying to see how he can use mother as well as the immortality serum they're kind of creating as a chess piece to his favor. What's cool about what you're saying is that all will be answered in the next few episodes. Okay. All right. Can't spoil, but every, the answer, the question that you're posing is exactly what is exactly where we're going. Okay. So that's cool. And then if we get a season three, renew Helix, guys. Um, I personally would love to see the Anne and Peter, um, you know, really come to fruition and see where that goes and how that how we can put them in a modern setting because Anne's basically been trapped on this island. You yeah. Know? So if we do get Anne and Peter off the island, um, what is that going to look like? And you know. How can they really kind of start to build out from there? So. Can I can I ship dead Anne and I mean dead Mark and dead Amy? Or sorry, dead Sergio <laughs> and dead Amy. Well, let's, Amy's not dead yet, but I mean, <laughs> well, let's get into Amy in this episode because because she wanted Mark I to get into her. her. Yeah. <laughs> oh. How great was that moment too, where she just like licks his hand? Allison Louder is incredible, and I just feel so grateful to have had her on the show. She's so she manages to be so. Attractive and yet, like you're, you're afraid. You're like you're like I don't want to, but I really want to. Well, it's like when you first <laughs> introduced the character, you're like you're crazy, you're hot, and it kind of is great. But you're crazy, and now you're like you're really crazy, and I but, wouldn't want to get near that with the no, same. <laughs> no, I disagree. Um, I think she's fantastic. 
I mean, she's she's such a fun character, but it, it was interesting when you pair Sergio mm-hmm. and Amy right up against each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that moment where he, like, grabs her in the hall mm-hmm. as she's throwing the biggest, just, like, temper tantrum. It was amazing. Just, like, going into every room she can find yep. and just smashing everything. It's gotta be fun to film that. I, I got to see her, um, I was actually on set for that, um, for pieces of that, at least, uh, where she was going in, the, in Michael's office and she was, like, slamming the paintings on the and I was like watching her. I was like, "Oh my god, I want to do that so bad!" Right? <laughs> it's got to be cathartic, right? Uh, exactly. And I'm just watching her. And again, she's such a she's the kind of actress that can just really get there emotionally. Whenever, like, the, when she screams, it's so guttural and so powerful. And yeah. So we learned that uh, Landry is Michael's son, which I guess is kind of common knowledge because everyone is. Uh... Yeah, but like because he's Anne's daughter, he's not just. Yeah, her, Amy's half brother. <laughs> He's full brother, just straight up brother. Yeah, yeah. Not half brother, not step brother. Her brother. We do full incest. They they love each other. <laughs> they do. You know, there's there's a little bit of a Jamie Lannister Cersei thing going on. Yeah. You know what? We can approve of that. In in fairness, there isn't anybody on the island that she's not related to. They're on the south end of the island, so it's okay. Well, she's not related to Alan. <laughs> she's not related to Alan. Yeah. So that's true. Well, at least Amy's trying to go outside of her her family. She's like, you know what? Yeah. I do want Double Dick Texas. <laughs> She could, yeah. Sorry, she, Doctor Double Dick. He's a doctor, double, sir. Doctor Double My Cot Dick Texas. What? Are you talking about Kyle? Kyle. Yes, yeah. Kyle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Matt Long. Yeah, yeah, his name is very long now. <laughs> oh. Matt Long. So Amy and Sergio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so just that moment where they sort of are, where he's got her up against mm-hmm. the wall by the holding her up by the neck. It was sort of an interesting parallel because Sergio, from last season to now, mm-hmm. I felt like he's sort of he's sort of grown up yeah. in a way. I don't know. Yeah. There's something no, about has. like the the way that Mark is portraying him now. It yeah. feels much more in charge, but also just determined yeah. to like get something done, as opposed to Sergio, who like last season, yeah. who was very, I'm just doing my job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill people because I got to. It makes me sad. Well, I feel like his relationship with Anana last year um, basically made him a better man. Um, and although we didn't get to play that at all this season, I think him being um, in lockstep again with uh, with Julia Walker, um, uh, he really cares about her, even though he's not going to say it. You know, he kind of, but he really cares about protecting her and making sure that they get this mission done because she basically wants to save the world. And uh, and yeah. he wants to save the children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened to the children? His list. <sighs> season Do, three. Season three. Okay. The Biaceros list. <laughs> Hashtag renew Helix, guys. There you go. Uh, <laughs> things, they, they definitely are still out there. Um, unfortunately, since we were had to come onto the island and do our island adventure this season. Um, they were not taken care of because they're not on the island. Um, but that's definitely something we have in our minds still, and we def- we want to save the, the Inuits. Well, we okay. can forgive you because you did kill a few children this season, so you know what? It makes up for it. <laughs> it's totally all right. They played Time Machine, then they played Dead Machine, and you know what? They all ended up on the floor. It was a great time. Well, um, speaking of deaths... Or potential not, deaths. Not yet. I, I want to just oh, talk oh. about this 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 football that is immortality that they're just tossing around to everyone because you have <laughs> you have freaking okay. So Peter wants to give mother to Amy uh, to get no. Sorry, Peter wants mother from Amy and he's going to give her 
P- Peter wants mother Sorry, so I'm- he can give it to um Walker. To yeah, that's Walker right. He wants it. money. He wants his payday. Yeah. So he's trying to get it from Amy, and then Julia's working Amy to get mother, and she says that she can give her immortality. So she we have says. all these. Yeah. So we have all these people trying to find mother at this point, and then we learn that the only three people who know the combination to the lock are Brother Michael and and, and Landry. Landry. Mr. Handry. Who, is, who looks like sloth now. <laughs> he's, he's, the hunch, he's the hunchback of Notre's is. <laughs> I mean, something's filling up all those all of his skin to make him puff out like that. It might as well be Ziz. It isn't Ziz. Because <laughs> I, um, I don't think he's dead yet either. Because we, we pumped him full of immortal serum. Correct. It, it's but he's also, since he has, think of it this way. Um, sorry to cut you off. Oh, no. um, Michael has been doing this experiment. So even though he hasn't created a perfect whole immortal, his children do have immortal like lineage inside them. Just like how Julia had it, and that's why she was able to become an immortal through Hataki's Huba Juba. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amy, in a sense, has immortal blood in her. She's just not full immortal. Uh, same thing with Landry. So, okay. so they all have they the potential. Have, they have the potential ish, and they're getting a little like maybe they live a little bit longer, maybe they live ten years longer, or they're a little. They when they get cut, they heal a little bit faster, but it's just not the full immortal. They don't. They don't have the silver. Their eyes have a little bit of gray yeah. to them, but yeah. not a little heather. <laughs> they might they might heal a little faster or something yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, but so we got this big like uh, sort of vertigo esque fight <laughs> at the top of the tower yeah. um, where we sent two people down the well. Um, and so the question, and I'll, I'll pose it to Stephen because Tiffany has answers that she can't necessarily give us. Do you think we we potentially lost Landry and potentially we lost Sergio as we Amy didn't kicked lose his hand? They showed that we didn't lose Landry. Sergio fell to the bottom of the well and or the bottom of the clock tower, and Landry's not there. To me, that's definitive proof that Landry is walked off somewhere. Oh, hmm, lumbered. Lumbered off somewhere. There you go. He's lumbering around. Now. He's off. He's he, off getting random handries. When he fell, he bounced around a lot more. I assumed he'd just been tossed like to the side because he like hit a lot more beams as he was falling down. Where Sergio like, felt pretty straight. He looks like the tank zombie from Resident Evil Two. <laughs> like, he's not going to die from falling a few hundred feet. And neither is Sergio. I think Sergio's alive. Yeah, I think he's. If he's Playing not, dead. if he's not, More Mark and Ime, you went out like a bitch. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like there wasn't even some oh, Shanghai Nights on. fight scene with the clock tower and the bell tower. There yeah. wasn't even like karate or something. It was just, I'm gonna step on your fingers and you. Yeah, die. I, I don't think he's alive. My like just watching the show. I like. I think he's just. He, I I think Sergio's better, but by like TV viewer. Skills I'm like there wasn't any big music build. There wasn't like a big goodbye scene where he's falling in slow motion. No, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, like, he like sinks down to the bottom. Which for somebody as beloved as uh, Sergio, well, actually, I guess we don't love him. He's killed a lot of people. I like Sergio. I think there's something to love about everyone on the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, there's a little piece of Sergio in all of us, and yeah. just more in Julia than others. Oh. <laughs> But no, I, I think on. Sergio's got to still be alive somehow. I just don't think, I don't think there's a way to kill him off that way. Yeah. But I, but it would make an impact if that's like how far Amy's willing to go, and then that's going to put Julia against Amy, and Julia's going to want to kill Amy instead of working with her, 
And then we have that power struggle. Meanwhile, Peter's kind of going to make his power play behind the scenes and catch Julia off guard. And I see perhaps even Julia could die. Not No, I'm just kidding because he's in the future. <laughs> but I could see something happening, and that's what leads them to become infected. I, there has to be a crossover that causes the virus to affect the immortals. Yes. And that's that's got to be either using immortal serum to help Kyle and like trying to cure Kyle with that, which basically melts the blood, or it's maybe even when they put the baby inside of Amy, if Amy is infected somehow before they put the baby inside, and that melts the blood. Because that's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's not creepy at all to just take a baby and put it inside somebody or anything. That's pretty terrible that she took the baby from Jordan. In the first place. In the first place. That um, baby jar. I love that baby jar. You should have brought it in. <laughs> I wish. No, there, I, I, of all the things that I really wanted from the show, the baby jar was one. But they won't give that to me. It's just they don't trust me. <laughs> well, it's leaking anyway. You don't it need is that. Leaky. Um, but so we got uh, the big answer. One of the big answers that we got from Sarah and Julia as they worked in this episode was how they became immortal. Um, like how it worked in a mm-hmm. sense, Be- and it's only because Julia was a brand new immortal, and mm-hmm. uh, some science stuff that I can neither repeat nor fully understand. But it involved RNA and DNA, yes. um, and being freshly immortal. Yes. And when you take that and put it into somebody, that can make them. It's the immortal. stem cell. It's There's like a window yeah. of opportunity. Yeah. So that's why I guess it wasn't. Actually, Sarah, who became immortal, is what they were saying, right? They were saying that the spinal injections made the baby immortal and in turn made Sarah immortal. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I hadn't thought of it that way. I think it made... Because I think the baby was accepting the the DNA at that point. Once you become too old, you're no longer able to accept the immortal genes. Right. So if the baby had been turned immortal, it just by osmosis made Sarah immortal through the baby living inside of her. And that's where we get the... Uh, what's that word called? Logic. (laughs) (laughs) That that the baby could be the secret to turning other people immortal. So basically we're just going to pass this baby football to anyone who wants to become immortal and guys are just SOL. (laughs) I I have a question from Twitter. Okay. um, From Neil... Navier, uh, who wants to know what happened to Tiffany to make her mind that way? <laughs> she was on our show last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've always loved dark content. Um, I'm actually not a huge horror fan, which is funny. Um, hmm. I can't, it's really hard for me to watch horror movies because it's so I get like so scared. Um, but writing it, there's just something again about it that I just love being able to find um, the emotion or the cause. Like, h- how do you give some kind of monster or monsters kind of an emotional life and reasons for being who they are? Um, All right. So. Well, that's what I like. I think I like about Helix is that there's a lot of horror elements in here, and it plays with the more psychological horror yeah. rather than the ghost jumping ah. out at you, which I've never been a big fan of. But this is like scary because there's a brand, a, a part of your brain that's like somebody could do this. Oh, yeah. There's a person out there that is totally capable of, cre- of building a baby farm birthing chamber in their basement and just like holding people there. did see the news like last week, right? In LA somebody like 
stabbed a woman a bunch, took the baby out of her, and then went crazy. to the hospital and said that she had a miscarriage and yeah. was trying to get them to revive the baby. Or, yeah, Kira Zagorski, who's an amazing um, kind of uh, proponent of human rights, um, she, she sent this article, she tweeted this article about how prison and like female prison inmates are being basically shackled and, and held. I think I saw and, that, yeah. yeah. And, and for me, again, writing the stories, I know a lot of people, when the, when the script first came out, they were like, what is this? And then people were kind of up in arms, and they definitely thought that someone male on the staff had written it. So it was actually really nice for me to come forward and say, hey guys, this isn't me like trying to make it so, uh, you know, we're, we're demonizing or or, 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 or or making women look helpless. Um, but for me to more start a conversation, because in an entertaining way, we can actually get through to these types of topics and then kind of bring it down, like you're saying right now, which is these things are happening. You know, it's, it doesn't, it, and it's not even needing to be in a, in a cellar. It could be happening someone in the streets doing this terrible thing or in our prison culture. Um, so, yeah. well, you know. And that's what good science fiction does, does is it yeah. takes something that is real, whether it's good or bad, yeah. and like just puts the slightest little like crazy you, like science poli- thing lens on top of it. If your political commentary is right on the nose, people will hate the show. So you, yeah. need, to, you need to put it through yeah. a lens of fiction and craziness and mm. awkward windows yeah. and awkward glass doors. And all that kind of stuff. We have so many awkward windows in the show. You do. Um, awkward pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, no, it's the difference between, like, well, like, the show, if you look at, like, a, show, a movie like Elysium, yeah. was very much like, hey, look at the problems with the healthcare industry. Right. And you got that immediately. But you right. needed the slightest bit more subtlety yeah. to it. And that's sort of what this is, I think, yeah. from what I understand, yeah. what you're seeing so, here. A lot of people in the chat room are talking about Sarah going, no, no, no. <laughs> and, I loved it. In every see every episode she's been basically my baby. <laughs> and you know, I love Jordan Hayes and I, I like the character. I need to see the character act immortal though. Right. Like I see Amy walking around with these two dudes and I'm just like Pick up a scalpel, like shove it in their eye, like kill them or something, like do something badass. You're immortal, right? Well, Sarah's like being reckless with the the honey earlier in the I season. I know, right. but is- we didn't see that. Rec- we haven't seen that recklessness fairly recently. I mean, she got stabbed. She, she, she's been beaten up terribly this season. Um, so she has recovered. But to be fair, Amy is smart enough, I think, in the, in series, she's always had a card to play where she's like, yeah, come at me. Oh, but I'm going to knock your baby over. Or, yeah, if you do this, a mother's hidden. I'm not going to tell you where she is. So it, it, it's one of those things where that character has been really smart about always leveraging. So if someone does come after her, she's like, fine, you want to kill me? Kill me, but you're never going to get what you Want. That's why I think it's going to be interesting when we have Peter against Amy, because we have a room where there's the two awkward guards standing there, Amy holding the baby over her head, and we have uh, Kira Zagorsky, Julia, and Dr. Jordan, and then we have um, who's on their side too? Is it um, that Sergio? Is it Sergio with them? No, he's he's gone at the end. No, no, no. This, when they're all meeting with the baby and uh, Kira says that she'll give her immortality. Sergio's yeah, on Sergio. the ground oh, at that yeah, point. Oh yeah, he's on the ground at that point. the bottom of the bell tower. I was just thinking like, uh, Julia, can't you just like knock her bitch ass out? And then... Amy? Yeah, like... But can, she, she, she needs mother. 
I know she, she, she know. Need, yeah she doesn't know where it is and yeah. they, and she only and they, there's a ticking clock now because they've said that Narvik C is going to be yeah. out in 72 hours and if she doesn't get that she's toast and the Abbey's huge it'd be different if it was just if it was Arctic Biosystems you could comb Arctic Biosystems and find what you needed but the Abbey is not just the Abbey itself it's all this land it's like and Mother could be anywhere and she needs it and she needs to get off she needs to get Mother and get off the island so yeah. she can save humanity I think I just want to see Amy get decked like I think that's just really like what <laughs> I, think, I really want to see you need to stay tuned. Er, yeah, early prediction. Somebody will clock Amy in the face. I think my original prediction was that Anne dies in 11 and Amy dies in 10. So I was wrong about Amy. But we hmm. might have Anne dying in 11. Or we might have Anne li- living to the end and somebody else dying. I don't know. Or we might have Anne love, becoming immortal. We I don't know. Anne. We might have everyone at the island becoming immortal. <laughs> it's an immortal party, guys. hey Bring out the strobes. <laughs> hey, at least we know that Alan and Kyle and Winger and the troops and Humphreys, Lieutenant Humphreys, <laughs> will be coming back to the Abbey soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, that'll mix things up. Well, That's we exciting. have we have Kyle going or uh, Doctor Dick Texas uh, going down this. He's Get becoming right. more and more Doctor Double My Cot Dick Texas. Let's just call him Kyle. It's way easier and faster. Um, but so he's getting sicker and sicker at this point, and they're trying to find the Ziz tree or the <laughs> yes. bleeding tree, the whatever bleeding tree. <laughs> the bleeding Ziz. Ew. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not touching it, not touching it. I yeah, I I don't. Uh, Did I make you guys uncomfortable? I'm so sorry. Slightly. I mean, if I if we weren't uncomfortable from you writing a room full of women uh, strung up with their hands on bars and giving birth, just nothing else. Again, I'm from the south. It doesn't yeah. phase me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sorry. So. Uh, stinky Summer, because we have another stinky name for him now. Smells like shit. Um, Zach I mean, th- Wilson. That stinky was- Zach Wilson. Smells like shit. Why are you... Zach Wilson. Stinky I, Zach. See, I'm not... I just know that that's Zach you. Stinky Zach Wilson. Sorry, I'm just trying to annoy you to the point of you like yelling to shut up. Maybe I'll find a little cliff by a river and talk (laughs) to you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, I gotta say something about that real quick, though. Come on, Soren. You can't find a damn tree when it's right next to a gigantic <laughs> in the room. I've only been there a few times. There's no place markers or anything. Except for a gigantic freaking cliff. Hey, where's the tree, Soren? Oh, it's right by that gigantic freaking cliff. Okay, to be fair, poor Soren has been... Uh, his depth perception's not that good. And his eye, he, was, he took his eye out. They took his eye, man. Yeah, I Come mean, that's... Ugh. They taste the best, though. They do taste the best. <laughs> They're crunchy. They're delicacy. Bear Grylls got to him first. <laughs> ugh. Um, but so, I I think it's interesting to see the the hallucination, mm-hmm. finally, because like, we sort of knew that they were angry, mm-hmm. but never, like, why in particular they were getting mad. And now we know it's because they're seeing... I guess the worst case scenario that their life can give them, yeah. like here's a kid. What's the worst thing that this kid can do? Oh, he can like pick on me in this way that just drums up massive right. childhood traumas. Right. Well, he's also gotten time machine too. He got really stoned. Well, no, like Kyle, Kyle yeah, because yeah. like he's right. already got the child trauma, yeah. and now he's got more child trauma. Well, that's actually from his past, though. When you, as you see in the flashback a little bit, you see baby Kyle going like this when he's getting pelted. Yeah. Um, so for me, that really was a story about, yeah, humanizing and again making like showing what the mycotics are going through, which is a lot of uh, just like that childhood trauma or any kind of stress in your life, any kind of stressors or something that you're insecure about, and how that kind of just like eats away at you and you hallucinate about it. It's yeah, 
We saw a little bit more of that from uh, when we got the radio call to the uh, the boat with mm-hmm. the Coast Guard because mm-hmm. they're screaming. Um, uh, what were they yelling? We uh, all sound the we same all... underwater. Yeah, which I'm assuming is uh, some sort of Coast Guard like warning drill that's drilled into them. I didn't go there. Oh, okay. Um, for me, it was like, what can we have? Because we hear the people kind of struggle, 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 and then you imagine this like mycotic coming into thing being like, we all sound the same underwater. Yeah, it's, I mean that's it's creepy. Fucking creepy. I guess the way the way I interpreted it yeah. was that it's it's sort of like we're going down astronauts in the in space. No one can hear you yeah, scream yeah, things. So yeah, if you're exactly. like if you're exactly. lost that way, it's sort of this deep fear. Yeah. Like you're just at water. If yeah. you fell overboard and you're under the water, we all sound the same. Yes, that, you're yes, you're yes, not yes. anything like. Uh, there's nothing to distinguish you from an yeah. air bubble. You're just dead. Yeah, you're gone. Dark. <laughs> lots and lots of death. Kind of, yeah. kind of bad case of death. But so the fact that it's on the boat means that this is spreading even more. Mm-hmm. Basically, anywhere within a bee's flight of the <laughs> island, yeah, you're dead. Yeah, a jet stream could carry them off. You know, you don't know. Yeah. So I guess the the bigger thing here is that if Narvik Sea is about to be released in 72 hours, and this is about to get out there. It's bad. Um, are we thinking, Stephen? Uh, are we thinking like a double outbreak? Hmm. I wonder because then what is the uh, what is the cure for Narvik C? Because um, then if that mixes with the B thing and that's what causes the new pathogen, because what are cures really? Cures are just a very small form of the disease itself to let your body build up an immunity. Yeah, well, that's so a vaccination. Well, yeah, a vaccination. But we don't know if the cure is a vaccination or what, but perhaps giving people the cure is what actually bonds it to the virus. Okay, so I, I can see know. that. So, so maybe it's a... If, if Narvik combining with this virus makes it powerful enough to affect an immortal... Yeah. Like, you never know. Like, it's, it's again, like, you play God, you pay the price. That's another... Their own hubris working against them. <laughs> Mother Nature obeys me. I'm Brother Michael, even though I have Billy Campbell's voice. Oh, Batman God. Michael. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. He... Peter, what is your real truth? My real truth is slicing women's wrists. <laughs> Why does Anne sound like Batman now? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Severin, I love her so much. She's great. Um, thanks again. Uh, one, somebody in our chat roll. Let me see who it was. Uh, Mikey Bag of Donuts wanted <laughs> wanted to say thank you to all the actors and the writers and things like that who have come on our show. They really appreciate it. all the fans. Really appreciate the, the the cast and crew taking their time to uh, visit us on the Helix After Show. And I do want to tell you guys: go to iTunes, leave a rate and comment, give us a little uh, comment, and we'll give you a shout out. Shout out to JSTEP0328, awesome show, five stars. If Narvik C is ever released onto the world, I hope everyone on this podcast survives and they continue to make these great episodes. Aww. Well, I would hope the whole cast and crew also survives so they can continue to make the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be us three guys. And then uh, in More our chat, left well, on the island. I'll give a shout out to Heather Sivo, comment. And uh, Mikey Bag of Donuts, I'd said. And there's a few other people in there, but I don't see them. I think the chat roll has kind of reset itself over time. Well, Kameo is, uh, was wondering about uh, Julia's moral standards at this yeah. point. And, like, it's sort of interesting because we're dealing... It, 
throughout Helix now, we have sort of three different versions of Julia. We have mm-hmm. the one we had last season where she's pretty much an innocent and she's just coming into this situation, yeah. gets dropped in, all of a sudden she's immortal. Now we have present day Julia who's very intense. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to get the job done. And like, yes, that job is saving the world, but yeah. she's sort of fallen into the Ilaria mindset yeah. in a way where she is very just like the world it's imp- what's important to the world right. not just like what's important to what's right i'm going to i'm going to use an analogy here zach so you have like let's say $50 and Sweet. you're playing poker so somebody bets you $35 you're going to think twice about doing that bet because you only have $50 right. All right, Julia at Arctic Biosystems, that was her hand. She had $50, and they were putting bets on the table like that. So she thought, in a certain way, $35, that's a lot of money. All right, Julia has billions of dollars now. Somebody says, (laughs) hey, here's a $35 bet, plus, like, 20 people are going to die because of it. She's caring for 100 million people, and she's got billions of dollars. She's not going to think twice about putting that bet out there. Fair enough. She Becoming immortal and being surrounded by this infrastructure, being surrounded by the history of the entire world around her, puts her in a mindset of a big picture. And people who see the big picture don't really see the small picture. That's how people who gain $10 million overnight lose it so quickly because they're so used to doing things a certain way that they don't understand what they actually have, and they just kind of blow it all. So... That's kind of where her moral standards come in. She's not worried about small fries anymore. If everyone on this island dies, it's whatever. I mean, she lost a hand with maybe just the ante. Yeah. So I guess the question is then, she sort of seems much more relaxed. Not relaxed, that's the wrong word, but... I think callous, maybe? Is that what you mean? Yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm thinking it? about the future, our future Julia. Oh, future, future. Um, yes. Because that, she's not like... She's, That's another hand reversal, though. Yeah. If you want to stick with the poker terms, now she's back to having $50. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people matter yeah. a lot more because the immortals matter a lot more. And humans matter a lot more because there's not as many of them. So it, she goes from poor to rich to poor, just like anyone who gets a lot of money would. Something that would humble her, mm-hmm. what if she manages to find Mother, get, like, the apples going, calls Alaria, don't release Narvik C. Oh, they're going to do it anyway. It's all good. Hold on. But what if, and they're like, okay, we'll sterilize mankind, and then this virus gets out anyway. So you wind up doing both. Mm-hmm. And what could have been, like, a measured, like, taking away most of humanity becomes crippling to the world when you accidentally destroy everyone. Because no one can have babies anymore, but you've also released a virus that's killed off almost everybody anyway. And now the immortals who were resistant to the infertility are now dying as well. Yeah. So you've effectively eliminated the entire human race. Thanks to freaking Tiffany Greshler. <laughs> Unless my plan, Julia can go and find the forever fetus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forever fetus! Because- I'm wondering what the forever fetus is uh, is there for. Then is she going to turn humans into immortals? Is she going to use it to cure the so- herself? Possibly. Well, I mean, much like uh, you have stem cells from fetuses. 
um, if you have immortal stem cells, like beyond just like putting it into like somebody and making them immortal, just using those stem cells could be huge in curing anything. Just like stem cells are used to cure cancer today, who knows what they could do if they're immortal. if they're immortal. The forever stem cell research. And maybe they just keep regrowing. It's like an infinite, just like we have an infinite supply of stem cells from I'm, forever fetus. I'm pro-forever fetus stem cell research. <laughs> <laughs> Some I, people will tell you that I'm not, but I guarantee you I am. I mean, by that point, the forever fetus is old enough to vote and drink and rent a car. <laughs> <laughs> if it's lasted 30 years... Hey. Oh, my God. But it's leaking. It is leaking. They had a lot of trouble getting that wooden cabinet open. Yeah, like, go at it from the side, not, like, the metal part in front. Well, Forever Fetus is hooked in, and if you have it, like, if anything happens between, it's, like, basically plugged in to that thing in the wall, and if you kind of disrupt that, something could go Wait, so we can't jumpstart Forever Fetus by unplugging it and plugging it back (laughs) That's all I'm saying. My baby's not growing. Have you tried plugging it <laughs> Turning it off and turning it on? I have to be careful. It is. I mean, it's still a baby. and uh... You say that, but what if, the, what if it is really just about taking the baby out and putting it back in? Like a restart? To, yeah, it's a restart, and then it just starts growing. Yeah. So it really is just unplugging and, and plugging. And then it becomes the guy who's on the island 30 years later. And now Forever Fetus is actually, what's his name? Colin? No. Caleb. 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 Yeah. All right. Real quick. We got to wrap up. Um, let's do a quick round of predictions. <laughs> now, after I do want to give a shout out real quick. Yeah. This week we have Tiffany, of course. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Last guys. week, if you didn't catch it, we had Severn Thompson. And the week before that, we had Allison Louder. Next week, we'll have Jordan... Hayes awesome. on the show Woo. in studio the week after that and next week I think Mark Ganeme is also going to try to call in next week we'll see if you can get him on in two weeks we will have Kira Zagorski she was the surprise special guest Kira is now confirmed for episode 12 awesome. um, we don't oh. know yet if she'll be in studio or if she's Sky- video Skyping in she's a busy lady will she's she be- got past and future stuff Yeah. Which film. which year version are we getting is this from 20 20- 35 or whatever. The thing about Kira, she looks good in all versions. <laughs> there you go. So you've been Very lucky true. to have uh, present, past, or future. And then I believe we have Steve Maeda. Yeah. For the finale. Yeah. Maeda. Yeah. Maeda. Maeda. No, it's Maeda. We're all saying it. Except for Tiffany. I defer to her. Um, but yeah, so next week it looks like um, they're trying to prevent anyone from getting off the island. Uh, I think there there's planes that looks like they might firebomb the island to like just or gas the island, kill everybody, try to put a stop to it. The bees, <laughs> bees. Sorry, the- how often does did anybody make the Arrested Development joke just constantly? There were so many puns and jokes in the room because of those stupid bees. That you have no idea. <laughs> did you see the end? To I can't even eat honey anymore. No. The end of Zombievers is queuing up for a sequel with Zombies. Uh, and I think that's actually, I think Helix is Helix actually... beat him to the punch. There you go. <laughs> okay, um, real quick question. But, I'm sorry that I have to ask this. Did you guys play The Last of Us before doing this season? <laughs> <laughs> like, did anyone bring that up? No. Really? Okay. No. Not, not saying it's a bad thing. I just love the, the references that are kind of similar. Well, the big reveal that we got in the, in the next on it looks like... Amy Amy's immortal. got silver eyes, but is it sustainable? Probably. 
If she's got the silver eyes, I don't think they're going I away. S- oh my god, that is terrifying. I just I just figured out what you guys are probably going to do with Amy. <laughs> do share it with the classroom, Steven. Amy's going to become immortal, and then she'll be whisked away for, by Peter to be the, the one baby farmer. Oh, oh that's... She's going to be the immortal baby farm. Oh, no. I mean... Well, do we have... At least we haven't seen a case of when two immortals have a child together. No, but Peter's not immortal. This is true. (laughs) I'm just like, my brain's... The wheels are turning. Hashtag immortal baby farm. That's my prediction. That's where I'm leaving off. But what mother does is, though, you have to think, remember, mother makes it so mortal men cannot have children. Only immortal men. Has he eaten apples yet? Hopefully he hasn't eaten the apples. Yeah, I don't think Peter ate the apples, but it easily could have been snuck into his food. I think Some Pe- I think Billy Campbell was wishing he ate the apples last season before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would have saved again, Alan. everyone a lot of headache. I really just don't like fruit. Uh, all right, well, I think that's going to do it on that note. The seeds uh, get stuck in my teeth. There are no seeds. Oh, I'll eat the apples then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's going to do it for our after show here for Helix Mother. Uh, Hashtag forever raped. That's messed uh, up. Whoa. That is messed up, Kameo, in the chat. All right, moving on. Uh, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you you for giving us this dark, twisted show to enjoy. Excellent. Um, We're going to go back and listen for Ziz in the background. (laughs) I, I'm saying, fans, I'm tasking you with this. Um, so, Tiffany, if people want to keep up with you, follow along, see what you're up to, where can they find you? Uh, at T. Greshness on Twitter. And do you have any other projects in the works, or are you just waiting to hear from Sci-Fi? I'm just out, uh, you know, going on some meetings and uh, waiting to hear. So, renew <coughs> Helix. <laughs> do it. You heard her, guys. Stephen Lemieux. Uh, you can find me uh, on... T- where, where can they find me on Twitter, Zach? Clear your throat. Where can they find me on Twitter? Give me an answer. I need answers. <laughs> Probably at Stephen Lemieux. Yes, at Stephen Lemieux. That's right. <laughs> right. And doing better call Saul later tonight. We're streaming live to YouTube. Check it out. Yeah. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson. T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. Bunch of shows here to After Buzz. Better Call Saul with Stephen Lemieux later tonight. Better, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, on tomorrow night. A uh, bunch more guys. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. Where is the top... From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Ziz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 